This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Press Row. Behind-the-scenes stories from the world of sports media. Press Row. Inside and interviews from around the sports world. Now, here's your host, Shona Siegel. Welcome back. Another episode in the Press Row. They say strange things happen in groups of three, and we're going to have two right now, so who knows what's going to happen next. But we usually focus on talking to people in and around sports media. And earlier this week, we talked to Peter Mansbridge, who's certainly around media, but not necessarily sports media. Hope you listen to that. And today, we're actually going to cross into the world of fandom. He is the first person who has been inducted into a professional sports hall of fame. Uh, and has the nickname, as he's well-earned, Superfan. But uh, first, let me tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to make your bets on the internet. Head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports experts. This is the Press Row with Jonas Siegel. Want to uh, tell you about my friends here at Seattle Shirt Company. Now, 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 don't go fast forwarding because you heard the word Seattle shirt. They have the best selection online of sports jerseys and merchandise you can find on the internet. Strongly suggest you head over to seattleshirt.com today. Check out the incredible NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball jerseys. And yes, they suddenly have that new and hot Seattle Kraken gear too. So join me at seattleshirt.com. Use the code PRESSROW, P-R-E-S-S-R-O-W at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Yes, they do ship to Canada. Perfect in time for Father's Day. That's seattleshirtcompany.com. Use the code PRESSROW. More of the press row. Here again is your host, Jonas Siegel. We uh, we're on a bit of a strange transition here for this podcast, as we typically deal almost entirely in sports media. But an opportunity presented itself last week with Peter Mansbridge to step into a broader media sense, and today we're going to do the same, heading into a fan, uh, a fan base if you will. And we're not just going to speak to any fan because that would be boring. So if you're going to, if you're going to dive into fandom, uh, let's go with super fandom. And there is only one super fan, literally who has the name super fan. And he is Nav Bhatia. Nav, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for asking. I, I would say that, you know, I, I could give a, a brief introduction but that would imply that people don't know who you are. Uh, so I don't think I have to be that naive because I think 
you've been around the globe as uh, a, a truly, you know, the word fanatic, the word fan comes from fanatic. And I think it is safe to say without any disparagement whatsoever, you, you have earned the badge of super fan. You recently got enshrined into the NBA basketball hall of fame as a uh, sign of this incredible feat, just high level. What did that feel like getting inducted into the hall of fame? Unbelievable. I'm not supposed to be belonging. Fans are not supposed to be belonging in the hall of fame, but you know, it happened and uh, kudos to NBA, kudos to uh, hall of fame. They recognize that this fans are a big, uh, big part of the game and the championship runs and all that. So they, they, it started this new gallery called Superfan Gallery. And I'm blessed to be the first one in the world, in the NBA, to be entering that. No other sports does that. NBA is the first sports. Basketball is the first sports which did that. And here I am. But I'm sure they're going to be followed by some other leagues doing the same thing. What year again did you come to Canada? I came in 1984. And there was obviously no basketball team then. Uh, lucky. Well, there was no basketball team. And uh, basically, and it's good because I had uh, no money to buy the tickets. And uh, I also had no time to go because first nine, ten years, I spent working 100 hours a week to climatize here and uh, sort of settle, me, settle our family down here and get a roof on the roof on our family head. And by 95, when the Raptors arrived, I had a home and... Uh, I was uh, comfortable. I had a couple of cars and a nice home. And I was a boring guy because I only used to do one thing, work, work, and work, and uh, had no hobby. And I used to see the basketball being played on the television with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, Dr. J, and Magic Johnson. But then when the Raptors arrived, I decided to buy two tickets because I could only afford two at the time. I own 13, by the way, now. But that's what I did at the time. And... The way, and I said, I'm going to try out this game, you know, in person. And if not, I'm not going to renew the tickets next season. Lord behold, I fell in love on the very first day. It's the most entertaining game on this planet. It's the most, it's the fastest game on this planet. And here, 25 years later, I'm still enjoying it like I'm enjoying on the very first day. So do you remember back in the day, year one, where were your seats? Are they, they're not the same court seats, are they? No, no, they were not the court seat. They were in the upper, a little bit in the behind. And then as the seasons prolonged in 90, the next season I brought a little bit lower. And then uh, I came down to the second row court side. I was uh, spending, uh, I started spending some money because I enjoyed it very much. And uh, in spite of having fights at home regarding that, but I, I was, I was an addict. Of, I became the addict of the game. How many years of Skydome and... Uh... Skydome and Maple Leaf Gardens until you got what are now oh. your, known as your seats. Nobody knows about the 11, but certainly everybody knows about the two that sit adjacent to the yes. Raptors bench. Yes, they are uh, uh, actually I have four, not the Raptor bench, they are on the visitor's bench. And there is a reason that I have those courtside tickets next to the visitor bench so that I can pick on them and I can harass them. And that's what I do during my game. Uh, you know, I harass the coaches, I harass the assistant coaches, I harass the opposing team on the benches, and especially when they're doing the free throws. So that was the purpose of getting those tickets. And how long have you had those on the court? 
Oh, I had uh, over a decade now. You know, wow. I have those over a decade now, those tickets. And, uh, you know, it's uh, amazing how the I became uh, friends with all the opposing team because everybody knows. All the opposing coaches know me. I know all the referees in the t- in the league. And everybody knows I'm an addict of the game. And I went for the 48 minutes. I'm just uh, uh, being a naughty guy in a good way, in a clean way, picking on the players, throwing the towels when they are at the free throw. And they all know that. So, you know, there's a lot of love. They all know that for 48 minutes we are competing, but before the game and after the game, we are brothers. Which NBA player would you say on the opposing team have you had the best go with? Who's had the most fun Kevin with Gar- you? Uh, Kevin Garnett. And, you know, the strange part is Kevin Garnett got inducted this year also. So, you know, me and him, he was always upset with me because he used to miss free throws when he was shooting. I used to be very dramatic and... Uh, throw the towel and he will tell to the referee wrong things that I called him this, I called him that. And the referee know better that I don't use any foul language and everybody, the security people will. So now when we met now, we have become friends now. Kevin Garnett and me, we have become really good friends. But uh, for the longest while, he's the one guy who was not. But Shaq O'Neal was another one. And now the Milwaukee Bucks guy, the Greek, the freak, really doesn't like me when I'm throwing the towels on him, especially when he missed six free throws in the game three of the championship, you know, run. So, you know, uh, that's what I do. I enjoy, but all these players know that I'm doing it as a fun before the game and after the game. And I go to dinner with most of these guys after the game. Really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Shaq O'Neal is another guy and I have dined with Shaq so many times. All these guys, you know, Chris Weber, all those guys. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing... Uh, with a with a NBA gives me the opportunity because when you are sitting on the court side, you are just a part of the game. So many times the players they they fall on you. You know that's the part of the game. And I tell you this, that's why I say it's the most entertaining and uh, the best game I feel it is. So when you go out for dinner with NBA superstars, what without getting into specifics, but what's the discussion like? When, is it about, oh, just, the, you know, we about talk, the game or is it about life or kids? Or... Yeah, no, no, it's other things. You know, you will see that we talk about other things and all that. They will understand what Sikhs do and all that. I tell you, they're very, they're beautiful people, man. They're beautiful people. They want to know you. They want to know why I wear turban, why I carry the beard, why I carry, you know, why I wear this bangle. So they, you know, but we also talk about the basketball. I mean, Shaq used to tell me, Hey, you're my friend. Why you pick me on? I'm not good on the free throw anyway. Why are you taking my, you know, from 50% to 20%, you know? I miss anyway 50% of the free throws. But we are, we are very close with everybody. Even Tony Parker, you know, of San Antonio. I was talking to him this weekend and uh, David uh, Robinson. So all these, we talk journal things, you know. The story, you have an interesting story with Milwaukee. Um, things went ugly. And to your credit, you brought them back from, let's call it the pit of despair, when things were absolutely going sideways. Uh, first, can you tell the audience the story? And then let's talk a little bit about how you handled it. Is the, this is the story about a fan. We lost Milwaukee. We went to Milwaukee for the first two games. We lost both of them. And then we won here the third game. And uh, during that game, I mean, uh, some fan in Milwaukee 
who lives three hours away from the arena, never been to a game, and he has never seen a Sikh guy before. And he tweeted, uh, you know, that uh, I don't know what is he wearing. Is he wearing an underwear on his head? And uh, he told me, oh, he's so ugly. He's wearing an underwear on the head. And it went banana. And it was a play of time. And everybody started killing him. Even the coaches from the other teams and the owners, Mark Cuban, came very uh, hard on him. And uh, Steve Kerr from uh, Golden State came. So a lot of people came very hard on him. And I told them, I tweeted, I said, don't kill this guy. Because there's no difference. If we, if we treat him the way he has treated us, then what's the difference between him and us? So when he went low, we went high. And uh, basically, a few days later, he called me crying. I literally crying on the phone and asking for forgiveness. And he said, he's crazy. He did that. He must have Googled me and found out a little bit more about me. And then I told him, I'm not going to forgive him till I am able to take him for a game with his family to in Milwaukee. And that's what I did. On 3rd November 2019, Raptors played in Milwaukee. I took him and his very handsome looking son, 11 years old, with blue eyes, into the, a nice place for dinner where there were a lot of fans for Milwaukee Bucks. And all the Milwaukee fans wearing the T-shirt, Milwaukee jerseys, came and hugged me and all that. And he saw all that. And then during the dinner, I asked his son, who's your favorite player? And he told me, it is uh, Lopez, Brook Lopez. And I, I just said, nodded, and that's it. And then I took them to the game. I uh, All the media was watching in a way that, what is he going to be doing? But I made sure that they were safe and they were not recognizable. So I sat them somewhere else and I sat on the court side. And after the game, I took his son and sort of introduced him to all the Milwaukee team, including Brook Lopez and the Raptors team. And at the end of the game, uh, they, I... We hugged each other and we became best of the friends. And uh, so, you know, we changed the perception. That's what we do. And NBA was very happy about it because we didn't want it to have a side drama during this, uh, you know, uh, during the championship. And it was not good for Milwaukee. It was not good for us. And it was not good for the league. So we handled it. And I think the league appreciated a lot. And now, you know, we have become the best of the friends. And I told his son on the before I left, I said, now you have the right to, you know, put the photos for the next 10 days. You're going to be very popular with the girls. He said, super fan, I'm not going to be using this in one week. I'm going to use it for the whole year and stay popular for the whole year with the girls. So that is a, you know, that's how we ended up. And I think, uh, you know, we are friends and uh, I'm looking forward that when I'm allowed to go to Milwaukee again in the next season, I'm going to be seeing him again. Yeah, it, it really is a tribute to you because it would have been very easy to go down the hate path, uh, to not engage. The, the world of social media is full of hate. Uh, yes. Absolutely could have viewed his comment as a prime example of that. And the, the, the Twitter police, if you will, uh, found him guilty very far. And I think yeah. that while you were in the hearts of many Canadians and Raptor fans, I think that really brought you to a unique place globally, literally globally. Yeah. Um, yes, it was a, there were 53 million tweets on that particular subject. So there was a, you know, I mean, that went viral very much and everybody noticed it. And uh, so it ended, the ending was very good on that. It's, it's part of a bigger picture of you though, because you came to Canada with an engineering degree. 
unable to find a job, you had to, had to, you pivoted your career for the betterment of your family to selling cars, which clearly is not in line with an engineer's degree. Hey, um, before that, I, clean, I cleaned the washrooms. I was a janitor, but I was the best janitor. I did the landscaping and I did because we, the Sikhs, don't ask for handouts. We work and that's what we did. And then I ended up as a car dealership. And, uh, you know, uh, the people know the story on that also. The first day when I went, and what happened, you know, all the people picked on me and called me names here and there. And, you know, I said, good. I just smiled and prayed to the Almighty. And I said, you know what, now you're going to be better than good if you have to survive in this environment. And you know what I did? We sold 127 cars. I sold in three months, which was a record then and record now. Do any of your salespeople get anywhere close to that? No, nobody. And all these guys, you know, the one who picked on me became my friends later on. So, you know, when people go down, you know, people go low, you go high and, you, you know, you change. Basically, human beings are very good people. It's the misconception they have where all this hate and misjudgments come. You also do quite a bit for young people and for charities, especially, you know, with your dealerships and around basketball. Explain some of the things that you have 13 seats. There's only one of you. So who's filling those? Other- <laughs> I take a lot of friends. And also once a you know, year, I, I, I take a lot of kids to celebrate our new year where I bring the Sikhs, Muslims, Hindus, Christians, black, white, everybody together. And all the kids, sometimes up to 3000 kids sit together and they watch the game. And all I want them to do is sort of integrate with each other and know if some Sikh is young kid is wearing a turban, they should know that. If some uh, Muslim girl is wearing a hijab, I want to know that. Because all they're doing is they're cheering for the same cause, for their team to win. So that tells you 99.99% all inside we are the same. And I continue doing that. I've done that for 20 years and hopefully we'll continue doing. And the other thing which I'm very... Uh, sort of proud of and blessed is to work with the biggest Christian organization called World Vision. I'm their global ambassador and I'm helping them to build washrooms in the very tough area. So where the girls leave their school education at the age of 11 or 12, when their period starts, they drop out of the school and because there's no washrooms in the school. So we have taken a project with World Vision. It's called Daughter of India. And uh, what we do is we build basketball, we build the washrooms there so that girls continue their education. So everything is really, uh, everything is really working on that. And we are also building uh, uh, basketball courts so that the kids can play in the hard area. The kids can play rather than going in the gangs and drugs. They spend their energy in the game of basketball. So from becoming a janitor in a car dealership Mm -hmm. to becoming a car salesman, to probably a general manager, to now owner. What did you learn the most along the journey? Well, you know, I got 270 employees with God grace. And a lot of time people ask me, they say, what is the success? What is the reason of success? What's the recipe to success? It's no rocket science. Treat people like you wanted to be treated yourself. That's the, that's the thing. No rocket science. And that's what helped me everywhere. In my 38 years I've been here now, it has helped me so much. And the love I get, you know, I went to Golden State for the for the championship run. And the fans there, you know, they are great fans. 
And they knew I'm a Raptor fan because I wear my jersey proudly. But the love, they will take the picture, invite me for a free coffee, not charge me for the lunches. It's amazing. So basically, people are good. God made us good. It's we, the environment and everything else changes us. And uh, I tell you, I have one mission in my life. And that is to bring the world together through this beautiful game of basketball. And I'm going to continue that till my last breath. So how did you find out you were being added to the Basketball Hall of Fame? Well, this actually happened last year, uh, February the 10th, uh, 2020. And my manager got a call and then uh, he informed me and I thought he was joking with me. But no, it was for real. And they were going to do this last year in September. But with, before, before of COVID, they kept on postponing it. And then finally this year, under very strict rules and regulation, they called us in April and told us that it's happening on March the 12th onwards. And that's what, uh, and they were very strict and there was a, like a bubble there. And that's what we did. And, uh, you know, I had the most amazing time of my life at the Hall of Fame. Had you been there before? Oh, yes, I've been there before also. But now they have done a, they have put $24 million of renovation and it's the most amazing museum you're going to see. So if you're ever in that area, Boston, make sure you visit Springfield and also check out my gallery. <laughs> um, so the Raptors season just ended. I think the right word is disappointing. Mm -hmm. There's a great article in, in The Athletic in the last couple of days of the effect of being in Tampa versus Toronto had on the players. A little bit ironic because we've heard over years how difficult it is to bring free agents to Toronto. And yet when the players can't play in Toronto, suddenly uh, they miss it. They miss, they miss you. They miss the fans. They miss the experience. They miss the culture. Did you get down to Tampa at all? No, I decided not to. I was invited, but I decided not to. It was not safe for the players, young players and their family and for me. And uh, I decided not to. I decided to watch it. And yes, this season was a disappointing, but nothing to worry about. Uh, you know, we had a lot of, there were some games, like 15, 16 games, where we only had seven players to play. I mean, last game, they only dressed up six players. So, you know, I mean, the COVID took a, took a heavy toll on them. And then not playing in front of the fans. And Raptors, I tell you, this team feeds off the fans because we are the best fans in the league. We, the North, are the best fans. And uh, they miss that. And we are going to come back, roaring back in uh, uh, next season, which starts in end of October 21. Obviously, you have relationships with the opposing teams, but as the Raptors super fan, clearly you have relationships with Kyle Lowry and Fred and everybody else on the team. I'll, I'll assume that you spoke to them this season, that the, the lines of communication remained open. What did they tell you about the season? Well, they're all disappointed. They were missing Toronto. You rightly said that. You said that in that sentence. And they were, you know, they missed it. But again, we move on now. You know, we had some season in the last 25 years where we only won 16 games. So I have seen the, I have seen the mountains and I've seen the valleys. So I've seen a lot of valleys. I've seen a lot of tough time, you know. I've seen when there were only 4,000 people sitting at Sky Dome or in the arenas, you know. I, I've seen when we were losing by 30 points in the fourth quarter. So we have seen all that. We're going to come back. You know, we are at the end of the day. COVID is done and we are back to normal. We're going to come back rolling. 
So what's your inclination on Messiah Jury as his contract comes to completion? We're at a, a very interesting time for the franchise. He, yeah, to right, yes. To his right, he hasn't said much. His contract is about to expire. You know, MLSC has said the right things that they want him back, and at the right time, they will address his contract with him. What's your thought? Actually, actually, they had actually they had already decided they will talk after the season is over, and that's what. And now I think in the next ten days, you will see a decision coming out, and it will be the good decision for everyone. So I'm going to interpret that that you believe he's coming back. <laughs> well, it will be the right decision. And uh, uh, which uh, Larry Tonnenbaum is going to be involved in the discussion. Our owner will be discussing directly with him. And uh, I have no doubt that he will not come back. You have no doubt that he will not come back? No, no. I have, I have, I, I'm, I'm not doubt. He will come back. I'm, gotcha. I'm hoping that he's coming back. And that's gotcha. what I mean. Gotcha. Okay. Forgive me for my English. English is my second language. So I might have. Right, so, I, I wouldn't say you know, that. Your English uh, is very good. So, you know, I, 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 I think he's going to come back and I hope they will be able to work it out. Messiah family, I know them personally, his wife and family, they love Toronto and uh, I believe the right thing will happen. What happens when an opposing player that you had given it to pretty good over the years flips <laughs> and joins the dark side? What's that like? You know, they, they go from, you know, take, uh, take Kawhi. You know, played against okay. the Raptors for years, and I'm sure you gave him a hard time over the years. Suddenly, he yeah. became a Raptor. What's that relationship like? Oh, that's good. He knows. I said, well, all of a sudden, you're looking good to me now. So, you know, I, I tease them with various things. Hey, your legs are skinny or you're ugly or something like that. But when they come, I said, you're already, all of a sudden, you're starting to look good to me now. Once, you, once they wear the Raptors jersey, they're my good-looking brothers. And were you surprised that, that Kawhi left? I was. I think that was a silly mistake on his part, but it's okay. He didn't win the championship there with, uh, without us. So in his mind, if he had that, oh, he won the championship, he didn't. It was a team thing which happened. And, uh, you know, if that game in Philadelphia, which you saw the ball going four times, that was the feet of Jesus Christ, you know, the Lord. It was not his. The ball could have gone. <laughs> the chances were to go on the other. So I, on the after the end of that game, I said, "This is the biggest assist God has given to any team ever." And that's what it was. And I, I told at that time that we are going to win the championship because God is on our side. And that's what happened. And we won the championship. And I think he should have stayed here with us. And uh, we had a good chance of winning back to back. But you know, he had to do what he had to do. And you know, God bless him, and we wish him all the best. But I don't know if he's going to win another championship. So as we sit here today, how many dealerships do you operate in Ontario? I have five dealerships. I have 300 dealerships, and I have two Genesis dealerships, and we have 270 employees who are very from different parts of the world. We are a UNO at our work ourselves. My understanding is that in the car business these days, there's inventory problems that... As a result, oh, yeah, because of the computer difficult. chip. Yeah, well, we are, but I did something beforehand, something I bought some storage places and stored some cars. So I have enough inventory for the next few months, three months, which is rare because, you know, we are good. We are blessed. And what's your hottest selling car right now? Our hottest selling car is a Palisade, which is an SUV, seven, eight seater. 
And on the Genesis side, it's GV80. And the next one is coming in July, GV70. Hot, hot, hot. We have a waiting list for all of them. And that's the car that Tiger Woods was in, correct? Tiger Woods was driving GV80 when he flipped six times or five times, and he still saved. So, you know, that was good. He was driving GV80, which is considered to be the safest SUV. So if our listeners want to get a great deal on a Hyundai or Genesis, what should they do and where should they come? I have to give you well, you know, for joining me today. Oh, thank you. Oh, you, you want to give me the props for my Hyundai dealership? That's right, oh, of course. Well, yeah, well, thank you very much. I usually don't promote the business during my interviews, but it's nabatiahyundai.com. You know, that's what it is. You go there, whatever car you need, and we will treat you like we want to be treated ourselves. That's what our slogan is, and we try our best to take care of the customers because for 37 years, I've been with Hyundai. I've been very loyal with Hyundai also. I don't mix. I had the opportunity to buy the other dealerships, Honda, Toyota, but I never did. I'm only with Honda, uh, with Hyundai. I'm only with one bank, Bank of Nova Scotia, and I'm only with, with the uh, one game, basketball and Raptors, and then I'm with only one wife. So, you know, I'm only a one, uh, one thing guy, you know, and that's what it is. How much has the reception that you got on the road changed? Did you travel with the team from the beginning or not till the later years? No, till the later years. I, I started traveling in 2000 when Vince was there. And Vince used to, Vince is like my little, little uh, brother. And him and his family, we are family. With Vince Carter, we are family. And we hit it off very well. And I'm a big fan of Vince. And you know what he did in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, to bring all these kids, you know, doing the camps for them. And that's why we have over 20 people who are playing in NBA, the Canadian kids. And, you know, uh, Vince used to take me on all the all-star he was. He used to take me with his family on all the all-stars. And there I used to meet other people and everybody. And uh, we still are in touch. He was one of the first ones to congratulate me. And... Uh, some of the other, I've gone into the Hall of Fame before him, which is not right, but that's what has happened. But he's happy for me. And we are going to try to start his uh, camp again next year after the COVID is over and bring wins back to Canada, helping the kids learn the game of basketball. So not including current players, because that wouldn't be fair to you. Is Vince your favorite of all time? Vince is my favorite player. Favorite player by far. Because I have first and seen what he has done for Canada. Usually these players, the superstars, the last day of the games, you know, the season, they fly the next day or even the same night, they fly away. Not him. All the sixth season, he stayed here. He would have a camp for the kids for a week and a good camp from morning till evening. And I was a big part of that camp with him. And supported it. And uh, yes, Vince. And he, you know, I believe is uh, he has done a lot for Canada basketball here. We have a lot of, we are, our boys like Corey Joseph, Jamal Murray, uh, you know, uh, Wiggins, Tristan Thompson. Uh, you know, all these guys are the byproduct of Vince Carter's era in Canada. Yet he has a very complicated relationships with the fans in Toronto. You know, well, no, it's no, it's okay because fans don't know the truth. Actually, you know, fans don't. I know the truth, and hopefully one day, a book will be released. And uh, I understand. I was talking to his mother yes day before yesterday, and she has started writing a book. And uh, 
you know, I think I'm going to write a couple of chapters in that book also. So I think people will know the truth. Now that he's retired, now the truth will come out and uh, people will realize what has uh, what happened and all that. What's the biggest misconception on that? Well, he, that, that he didn't give everything what he got, that what he bailed out on them. So that's that's are, what the people think. You those, asked me the question, you know, that why what people think. You are saying that and I'm saying, yes, that might be the, that's what the people think. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think the perception is that he didn't give his all. I think there's a perception that he wanted to go. Once again, I disagree because I know much more. He had two two condos here and all that. I can give you so many stories, but wait till the book comes out. Okay. He loved Toronto. His family loved Toronto. Where do you think Chris Bosch fits in that, you know, in the, in the same line? Another superstar whose exit yeah. was loud, if you will. Yeah, it was, a, you know, I mean, they had a, he had an opportunity to go out and they have the, you know, he, he signed with Miami and that's what he did. The players have a choice, you know, what they do. Uh, and the, the teams have the right to trade them also without letting them know. So they had and he did what he did for himself and his family. Do you think there's any chance that at some point, even if it's just the token game, that the DeMar DeRozan will don a Raptors uniform again? I hope so. Very loved in Toronto. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. And, and where does Lowry fit on your spectrum? Very big. He has done so much for... Lowry has done so much for Toronto. So much. He's a, he's a general of our team. And uh, I also hope he comes back. And if he doesn't, I wish him all the best. We wish him all the best. Do you think he'll come back? Hopefully. Hopefully he will. But if he has some other plans... He should explore them and do what is best for him. He is now the only fan inducted into a Hall of Fame. You can see him in Springfield, Massachusetts at the NBA. It's actually not the NBA. I think it's actually just the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yes, to uh, say it is. Husk. It's a Basketball Hall of Fame. He's been in how many, career, how many consecutive games, not including this year? Almost, almost 1,100. All, all of us sports fans dreams of go, dream of going to every game until you actually think what that means, the commitment to actually do it. Forget the cost, even if the tickets were free, the time commitment to go. You know, th- there's lots of people out there with records who we say will never be beaten. It's hard to believe that anyone will ever surpass that. Whatever number you end up with, uh, it'll be very hard to break. And uh, you are clearly an ambassador to not just fans, but to Canadians and to Raptor fans everywhere. And it's a real testament to you and your family and the commitment that you made. And uh, we really congratulate you and, and are thrilled that you joined us today. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. And uh, we hope that you and your family and your customers and your employees uh, stay happy, safe, and healthy, get out of this COVID and can uh, get back to the NBA, get back to uh, Scotiabank soon. And hopefully the team will yes. be back next year with Masai and Kyle, if that's what's meant to be. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. And God bless you. Well, we will have you back on the next time the Raptors in the playoffs. How's that? Anytime. Thank you. Thanks again to Nav Bhatia, the super fan, for joining me in today's episode of The Press Row. The Press Row is brought to you by Bet Online. Until next time, thanks again for listening. Please be sure to subscribe on all of your favorite podcasts. 
Till next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Press Row Podcast. You can subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. To contact Jonah or to sponsor the show, email Jonah at torontosportsmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.